Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Peter, joined this week by Tom. How are you, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for, thanks for asking, as per usual. Uh, we had a week off last week, Tom, we got our national break, and also it was Tom's 30th birthday. 30, Tom, right? 33rd. <laughs> I know, I was tricking you about a, a credit there. <laughs> right, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll do our usual we'll go through the kind of our league top three high score and then we'll get to our score for the rank so there is a new top three in the league Pookie Blinders James Spears 60 points increasing 5 to 8 top Beelzebul with initials PM second Bairn Munich is S3 Bairn is third and the highest game week score I could find on the league was I don't give two fooks 79 points and he had Gordon and goals for 11 a double back line by United, Mulgrew and Edwards, 7 each. Obelai, 2. Kingsley, 13. Midfield, McGrath, 6. Boyle, 2. Furuhashi, 8. Turnbull, 5. Banging Me, 8. And Nisbet, captain for 10. That was a high score I could see. Uh, the John Coffrey Cup also mm-hmm. was semi-finals, Tom. So I'll let you talk your knocked out semi-final. Yeah, I'm knocked out. I'm the last... I was the last man standing in the pod. Um, but... Aye, uh, FPL Haggis, aka David, did well. So well done, David. Um, you're a worthy opponent. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Haggis versus Donny in the final, which will be the next two games, each game week nine and ten. So then we will be crowning the first John Cuffrey Cup champion of the season. Right, but anyway, Tom, let's get to. Let me see here. Where am I finding it? To the Scottish League. Okay. It was last week, so cast your eyes back. The results were on a Saturday. Dunn United 1, Ross County 0. Hearts 2, Motherwell 0. Livingston 0, St Mirren 1. St Johnson 3, Dundee 1. Rangers 2, Hibs 1. Aberdeen 1, Celtic 2. So, over to you, Tom, with your Tom time. Eddie stood out to you in the last game week. Um, so, first up, we've got Dundee United 1, Ross County 0. It was just a 1-0 win for United against a leaky Ross County. Um, but Ross County did manage to hit the woodwork. Uh, United, however, did keep the clean sheet. And that's now five clean sheets uh, in the last eight game weeks. So five clean sheets so far this season. Uh, I quite like the Dundee United defence. However, if you are going to go for a United attacker, I think that Harks is quite a good option. 
he's on form. Um, we'll speak about him when we kind of run through the top 10, 20 scorers for last game week. Um, looking at the underlying stats, I do like Spittle at Ross County, but he's, he's yet to get consistent returns and County really aren't kicking on just yet. But something to watch for now. Uh, Hearts 2-0 against Motherwell. That was another clean sheet for Hearts. Uh, Motherwell were a very attacking side. I think this is uh, displayed in the underlying numbers. Uh, Motherwell had seven shots on target to Hearts' five. Woolery was the most prominent with five shots, uh, two of which were on target. Boyce is probably the most consistent striker just now. Uh, he did miss a penalty, however, but I wouldn't let that put you off. Livingston nil, St Mirren one. Uh, I think I think both Livingston and St Mirren are a little bit uninspiring at the minute. Uh, there's not really a wealth of attacking options looking at those two teams. St Mirren are top of the bottom half of the table, but there's nothing really solid to go on fantasy-wise. There's not really a sort of standout player for me. Uh, the, the talisman there is yet to emerge, and I don't think McGrath is living up to his uh, previous uh, form of last season. If we move on then, St. Johnston 3, Dundee 1. St. Johnston have been solid at the back so far this season, but I would think that they've been somewhat goal shy up until this point. That changed against the uh, Whipping Boys Dundee. They are currently sitting at the bottom of the table. They've got the worst defensive record away from home. They've conceded 11 goals on the road. Um... And then on the Sunday's games, we've got Aberdeen 1, Celtic 2. This was Celtic's first away win since Valentine's Day. Yorta got the, the winning goal. He also hit the woodwork in this game as well, as did striker Ramirez. Aberdeen's run does seem to get a little bit tricky, though. Um, they've got Dundee next, which is obviously a plum fixture. But then after that, they face Hibs, Rangers and Hearts, three game weeks in a row. Uh, and when it comes to Celtic, I'd probably say their strength lies amongst their midfielders. Furuhashi's back. Uh, he's still playing out of position in the striker role. So he's probably the strongest Celtic midfielder option. And then it's probably a choice of Yota, a bad after that. Turnbull's forms took a bit of a dip. Looking at Aberdeen, uh, Ramsey got the assist and he got the two bonus points despite being on the losing side. Uh, he's a decent returner. Uh, we've mentioned his price. Most people were in fairly early on this season at around about 2.0, 2.1, 2 2.2, around about there. Um, so even if you're not going to start him, he's, he could potentially come off the bench if you're doing the bench trick. He tends to get maybe a nice sort of four or five points if he's not, even if he's on the kind of losing side. Then on to Rangers 2, Hibs 1. The game kind of changed after the Porteous Red. Tav was benched and Patterson started in his place. I managed to register an assist. This is something to monitor. We'll, we'll talk about this later in the podcast as well. And Nisbet seemed to wake up this game. He managed to bag a goal. However, I think most managers by now have moved off him. But uh, that was uh, that was nice for those that, that, that stuck by him. But we still need to see him return consistently and he needs to outscore the likes of uh, Boyce at Hearts there. You could argue Tony Watt as well. Um, and Ramirez seems to be hitting some form. He's obviously new to the league and he's starting to to, to wake up as well. Anything to add in there, Peter? 
No, I was quite comprehensive, Tom. What Will says, I forgot to ask you your game week score and your ranks. Before we get any further, can you hit us through how you got on last week and what rank you are in the game? Yes. Um, so last week I got two points for Xander Clark in goal. My back line, Tav, got nothing. Uh, Edwards got seven. Uh, McGinn got nothing. And Ramsey got five. Boyle, the midfielder, got two. Yorta nine, Abada two. Up front we had Cummings for two points. Captain Boyce got me twelve, and Van Veen got me two. I originally had the captaincy on Tav, and the vice captaincy on Boyce. However, with Tav not starting, the captaincy was transferred over to to Boyce. My rank is um, nine hundred and thirty-one in the Mega League. Just to say, top first, well done. Right, so I had 37 points this week. I had Gordon and Gold for 11 points. My transfer in was McMahon at Dundee United, so seven points, so good return for transfer in. Ralston, two. Ramsey, five. In midfield, mm-hmm. uh, Boyle, two. Turnbull, five. Jota, nine. Stracking, nothing. So basically, I had nobody on the bench to come on, so Stracking stayed. Non-playing player, just stayed a non-playing player. Up front, same yourself, Boyce became the captain for 12, <laughs> 12 points. became the captain for 12 points. And Van Veen Ramirez, two points apiece. And I have moved up again after a couple of dodgy weeks. That's four green arrows in the trot. I'm now 2,100 in the Mega League. So I'm happy with that. Right, so we'll move on to game week coming up. Game week nine. I'm looking at that much game week eight because that's what we're covering. So the fixtures this coming week... Uh, Saturday 16th we'll get Hibs vs United Motherwell Celtic Rangers vs Hearts which is first vs second interesting tie Ross County St Mirren St Johnson Lunnison and Dundee and Aberdeen and looking at these fixtures here I believe 5 3pm kickoffs so that is potentially you will have 10 early team news to contend with before you lock your transfers in thoughts on the fixtures Tom? Mm-hmm. Yeah looking good um Probably the one I'm most drawn, drawn to is Aberdeen-Dundee, given Dundee's form recently. Um, Aberdeen could do well there. Uh, St. Johnston playing Livingston at home. I'd fancy St. Johnston for a clean sheet. Ross County-St. Mirren. Hmm, I think that could maybe go either way. You may imagine a St. Mirren win, though. Uh, Rangers-Hearts. Hearts are in good form. I could see that being a challenge for Rangers. Rangers don't have the same sort of defensive form as they did last season. Um, so I could see there being a few goals there. Exact same thing applies to Selic, um, well, Motherwell Selic, Selic playing away from home. Their away form hasn't been great, especially this season. Motherwell are uh, looking good attacking wise uh, against a, a shaky Selic defence. So we'll see how things go there. Um, Hibs Dundee United. That could be a tight one there. Dundee obviously well set up defensively. Um, Nisbet hasn't really reached the heights that he did last season yet, so uh, it could be it could be a nil nil or maybe a one nil win either way for for me. Okay, right. now you see them a lot loud. Then, so what is the transfers captain, vice captain's thoughts? I will go first here, right, because I haven't got Furuhashi yet. So my transfer will be Furuhashi yep. coming in. So it's basically between Jota and Turnbull going out. And I'm assuming you're going to say get rid of Turnbull bringing Furuhashi. Would you agree? Yeah. Keep Jota? Yeah, I would, I would keep Jota. I that's think he's kind of becoming the, the standout now. I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I will move in. I mean, I know Turnbull didn't play for Scotland, but then Jota's not played for Portugal either, so he'll be fresh. 
He's the only, only really fit left midfielder. Turnbull, like you said, alone is not exactly low in form, and he's still maybe a slight chance of rotation risk if they're only going to play one up, like behind McGregor, mm-hmm. maybe Beto, maybe McCarthy. But if we Rodrigo Turnbull, but I think it's going to be Turnbull. But I think I will move Turnbull to Furuhashi. No brainer. A captain and vice captain this week. Mm, now, I would have normally said Cav captain, but we'll get to that in the questions. I'm not too sure. But I'll let you discuss it first. What's your transfer thoughts? Captain, vice captain plans as it stands. Did you did you say your captain, vice captain? No, I haven't. I haven't decided yet. I probably will be vice captain for Hashi. That's probably Locke because he's up front. Right, but captain. I'm not too not too sure yet. Well, I've got a wee surprise for you here. Um, Transfer wise, I, I, I kind of want a Hearts defender, but the, the play Rangers. Um, this week, so I think it'd probably be wise to hold off for one game week right. um, and then reassess that. I've got Cummins and I've got Charlie Adam, and I, I want rid of both. I'm considering Harks get him in for Adam. I know Dundee United play Hibs. Hibs are going to be without Porteous, obviously, after that red card. And Harks, um, we'll probably come into that when we look at our top 20, but uh, Harks has had some recent form. Uh, and after they face Hibs, they'll face Motherwell and Livingston. I was actually go- probably just going to go Charlie Adam to, to Furuhashi, but Charlie Adam's depreciated in price so much since the start of the season. I'm actually 0.2 million off, given the amount of money I've got in the bank. Um, so that was a bit of a shame. Given the news that we're going to have quite a few early uh, early team lineups, I'll be keeping a close eye on the Tav situation because he has taken up a lot of our budget. Um I could be tempted to to get rid should he be benched again, but uh, I'll I'll hold off to to Saturday to to make that decision. Captaincy wise and vice captaincy, uh, I, I won't have Furuhashi, so the vice captaincy I'm going to put on Yota. Though Celtic's away form is a little bit of a concern. Captaincy wise, I'm thinking a bit of a a wild one this week and maybe going Captain Ramsey. Uh, obviously, the fa- he faces Dundee. He's got the prospect of clean sheet points, attacking returns, and also he seems to be in, in amongst the bonus fairly consistently. So I'm looking at a bit of a curveball there. I don't think that's his daftest decision. Is, you may, I think it's quite a, quite a sound thought when Aberdeen Dundee. Dundee's mm-hmm. a team probably best to be targeting. So Ramsey, like you said, is a bonus point magnet. That's not bad. So, right, speaking of bonus points, then, Tom, a nice segue with you here. Your top 20. Let's deep dive right. into it. So, our top 20 for last game week, we look at the, the composition in terms of positions. So, out of the top 22 of which were goalkeepers, five were defenders, 10 were midfielders, and three were forwards. If we compare that to the total of uh, those positions from game week one to seven, we currently have 16 goalkeepers, 56 defenders, 45 midfielders and 23 forwards. And if we tally those up, that gives us a total of 16 goalkeepers, 61 defenders, 55 midfielders and 26 forwards. So as we've been saying consistently for the last few weeks, defence and midfield seem to be where the points are at. I'll do a bit of a breakdown then and look at the what made up the top 20 last week. We have Stephen Kingsley. He was top for points. He's a Hearts defender and he returned 13 points. Second is Chris Kane, the St. Johnston striker. He returned 12 points. 
and Marcus Fraser at St Mirren returned 11 points. If you look at it sort of position-wise, Craig Gordon, he was the fifth top scorer last game week. He's obviously a goalkeeper, and he's the top scoring goalkeeper so far this season with 48 points. Second is Xander Clark with 37, so he's well ahead there by 11 points. Gordon, in fact, uh, has three double-digit returns. 11 seems to be a good number for him. He has scored 11 points on three occasions. Hearts have had four clean sheets in their last five, so they've shown some really solid defensive form there. They do face Rangers next, but then they do have quite a nice run of Dundee, St. Johnston, Aberdeen, Dundee United, Motherwell and St. Mirren. Um, and also, if we look at the top scoring defenders so far this season, uh, if you look at the top six, three of them are actually Hearts players. And that is Cochrane, Smith and Kingsley. Uh, Cochrane is by far the cheapest and the highest scorer, so he'd probably be the best one to target. Also in some nice defensive form is Dundee United. Um, there's quite a few Dundee United defenders in this week's top 20. Uh, there's Ryan Edwards, um, your man Scott McMahon, and um, Charlie Mulgrew as well. All of them got seven points this game week. Uh, as previously mentioned, the do face Hibs this weekend, but then the do face Motherwell, Livy, and St. Johnston. Um, I think there's definitely prospect for clean sheets there. Obviously, St. Johnston had a good game against Dundee, but, but prior to that, I feel St. Johnston have been a little bit goal shy. Livingston, not too great. Um, Motherwell do pose a bit of a threat. Uh, Ryan Edwards is the cheap, cheapest. He's only 2.6 million. And he's perhaps a nice option for the bench trick. If you're maybe unsure of whether Dundee United will keep a clean sheet, you can always stick him on the bench and he could come on for a nice six, seven points. If we then progress on to the midfielders, we have a few familiar faces amongst the mids. Ian Harks, he is a Dundee United midfielder and comes in at 3.5 million. Nice price, mid price uh, midfielder. He got nine points. His last three scores have been 11, 9 and 9 and he is the fourth top scorer in mid. Uh, we also have Yota, uh, 6.3 million. He got nine points and he has returned nine points in the last two game weeks. Beningme at 3.5, he got eight points. Uh, he's not too bad. He, his last four games, he got six points, two points, eight points, eight points. Uh, he's only had one assist in all this time. His points do, are made up of like these sort of bonus categories for interceptions, passes and things like that. But he's he's fairly consistent when it comes to, to those areas. Furuhashi, 5.6. Uh, he's back. He got eight points. He, due to his absence, he's currently averaging um, a goal a game so far in the league. So that's fairly consistent. And one that's less obvious is O'Halloran. He's only 4 million. He got 10 points this game week. That is his first double-digit return, however. Um, he did have a previous nine points, though I do feel St. Johnston's fixtures do get a bit tough after Livingston this weekend. And then the three strikers were uh, Chris Kane, Stevie May and Morelos. We obviously know St. Johnston had a good game against Dundee, who, as I kind of feel, are the, the whipping boys, so that's why Kane and May are there. Prior to this, May... Um, prior to uh, May's goal and assist on the weekend, he only had one goal so far this season. And he's also not assured of starts either. Kane, his two goals were his first attack and return so far this season. So I think it's more in terms of the, the opposition that St. Johnston were playing rather than St. Johnston's form themselves. And if we look at Morelos, 
He has two goals and three assists so far. However, he is 8.1 million, which makes him hard to kind of squeeze into our teams, especially when we've got the likes of Boyce, Ramirez and Tony Watt outscoring him so far this season. And obviously those three guys are much, much cheaper. Anything to add to that, Peter? No, that was great. My only, I, I was kind of thinking when you are talking about the defence, just I'm seeing that, I mean, the Hearts, I've got Gordon and goals. And I don't know if I want to double up in defence. I'm quite happy going down the route of, like, basically it's all fullbacks, 2.5s, kind of along the back line, and over five different teams and hoping that maybe three or four of them are going to hit on that certain mm-hmm. game week and just kind of rotate on what you think the fixtures are and try to keep the money down. No, I think that's a good approach. Which will take us to our next question we get to. Uh, are you finished with top 20, Tom? Anything else? Done? Yeah, that's it. So the topic this week... We've discussed it many times the podcast before. We've been out it. I think up until this past game week, we've all kind of, me, you and Gunnar, have all and done. Keep tab, don't worry about it. But now, he's now getting rotated a wee bit. No, okay, it was only one game, but it wasn't, he wasn't rotated before. He's now off penalties. He's now a slight rotation risk. So it is what do we do with Tavernier? Now, this is a question as well, but FF Cami at Cami Talks asked the same question topic. So what to do with Tavernier? So you've already alluded to it, Tom. You kind of mentioned you make an idiom if you see team news. So I'm going to let you kind of repeat again. What would you do with Tavernier right now? As I said, I'm tempted to kind of get rid of him if he wasn't to start again. I think he missed game week four as well. And then obviously that was game week eight. So he's missed two game weeks. He's off penalties, which is a concern. But if we kind of look at his previous point holes, in game week one, he got 15 points. Game week five, he got 11. And then recently... He got um, seven. So his ownership as well is also a concern. I've got the app open here, but it's actually saying he's zero percent owned. So I don't really, I don't really know what his ownership is, but I, I think it's going to be very, very high. Um, so you could potentially get stung there by getting rid of him. I've got it here. He's six. He's the highest owned player in the game. He's sixty-two point four percent. So. I'm more inclined to wait. I know Patterson, he's becoming a slightly more prominent figure and he does have that attacking potential. As we can see, he, he got the assist on the weekend. It seems to be the mantra on the pod, wait and see. Hmm. I think it probably is a case... I think it probably is a case of wait and see um, if... If Tav was to be benched this weekend, then there would be an alarm bell there. And if he was benched the following week, then I think that would be the time to jump. However, I'm not 100% certain. So I think it's kind of a 50-50 move just now. And if you jump too soon, you go for the likes of Patterson, or maybe even just a safer option, just like Goldson, then Tav Halls, then you're going to get stung rank-wise and you could potentially drop. So, it's a tricky one at the minute. I'd be interested to see what your views are, Peter. Well, luckily enough for me that I won't have to do it this week because I am going to also get through the hash in. That seems a more pressing matter. I want him in for the price rise as well. So, I will have the benefit again of watching if he's going to play or not. And if, like yourself said, if he's dropped against the bench, especially with a playing hearts. I mean, that's first fair set. That's a big game. And mm-hmm. if he's not playing in this big game, then I think I'll be moving off in the week after. Because I think a lot of people have been in the same position. He's a very, very pricey player to be 
having a risk of not playing. I mean, when he dropped the penalties, we were like, okay, he's off penalties, fair enough. But he's still got really, he's on set pieces. He's, he plays like a winger sometimes. I mean, we we mm-hmm. always kind of compare him to like Trent in the English game. Yeah. But if he's not going to be playing enough games, then I, I, you can't really, you can't really have your team for the money. Because I mean, like you see, you could go elsewhere. Well, for example, see if Patterson nails the position. You just go to Patterson, yeah. wouldn't you? That's the easy option. You just move to Patterson if he nails the right back row. Mm-hmm. It'll be tricky. For, it'll, be, it'll be tricky for game week ten as well because Rangers fixtures on the Sunday. I think they're the only game that plays on the Sunday as well, so you won't have the the luxury of that early team lineup either. So mm-hmm. you'll have to be more decisive if, if he doesn't start this weekend and you've not made that move. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait. Me, I'm going to. My, my transfers for the hash this week. That's that's in the head. That's happening because I don't want to risk it. Yeah, he's averaging a goal a game, Tom. So I mean, it's like an easy no-brainer decision. I'll save money as well. We're getting to him. He's out of position. He's in the team and he'll be staying there. Mm-hmm. And then if Tavernier is dropped, then it, the t- decision would be where to go from Tavernier to somewhere else. I mean, that's my decision next week. Yeah. And then the funds are obviously that opens up, makes the game a lot more interesting. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Get it does, yeah. Because then you could potentially, if you felt like, uh, for example, maybe you felt like Morales is about to hit a hot streak, you can't get to him. Well, we can get to him now if you get rid of Tavernier. So, I mean, you can, there's other ways to go. Yeah, true, yeah, yeah. Right, I hope that's not covered then. Opens up a door of possibilities. Yep, I like that. So, one of the questions is from Bill Hadaway at Bill Hadaway. Any upcoming fixture runs particularly stand out? So, I've got such ticker up here, and I'm looking at the fixture mm-hmm. list. So, even though I see Celtic has got like green here, I'm not particularly happy with that because it's Motherwell away and Hibs away. Mm-hmm. So, if Celtic can navigate Motherwell away, right, see if I've turned the corner of Aberdeen win and they beat Motherwell away. Then I'm more likely to go, right, okay, because that's a good fixture after that. St. Johnson, Hibs game's always going to be hard. Livingston Dundee, Livingston at home, Dundee away. That's that's decent fixtures. Uh, elsewhere, I mean, Hibs don't look... Looking at the fixtures, Hibs can I get a, Hibs can I get a mixed bag here. No really great run, I think. Hearts after Rangers, maybe. Dundee, St. Johnson, Aberdeen away. Yeah. Aberdeen still continue to be badly formed. Dundee at home. If you really mm-hmm. think, if you really think Ross County is going to maybe turn the, the corner, this could be the chance because it's sitting at home, Lancaster at home, then Dundee away. That's good three fixtures. If you think they're going to do something, that's the three maybe to target. Uh, yeah. Apart from that, there's nothing really stands out for me. It's probably going to be a week to week basis, maybe two weeks at a time, rolling a transfer and looking to ahead. What about yourself? Anything stand out for you? I think after Hibs faced Dundee United, Aberdeen's not too bad. Aberdeen haven't had the same defensive form as last season. Then they play Celtic at home whose away record hasn't been great, defence not been great. Then they've got Ross County, then they've got Livingston, and then they've got Dundee. So you can look to prepare for that. Um, maybe not in the, the immediate term. I mean, most people, I imagine, probably own Boyle and one of the defenders, most likely McGinn anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't, then it's maybe wise to bring those guys in. You can maybe even look at the, the, the triple up. Um, if you've got that tav cash floating around and you could even go for Nisbet if he does start to to, to show some form there um, other than that yeah I probably agree with the Ross County fixture run but there's yet to be a, a, a sort of standout I know um, Charles Cook has been a fairly prominent figure at Ross County I think some of his goals have been a little bit fluky and I'm not too sure that's probably about it, really. 
everyone else seems to be quite a mixed bag. Yeah, it's a very mixed bag. I would be, I would just be playing it. Luke's you comes back perform after a national break and wait to see who. Wait, I was like, we're going wait and see to see who is a maybe the best two fixtures in the trot. Then you can also maybe transfer mm-hmm. off again two weeks time. I mean, see if maybe Ross yeah. County we can come hop. St Mirren can come good. Motherwell can have their form. I don't know. It's just it's just going to be. There's nobody get a really out and out fantastic run of games. I would agree with. Right. Okay. Last question. This is from the Scottish Fantasy Football Community, Tom. Who are the standout mid-price mids? So first, I'll let you determine mid-price because you had your wee, you worked it out, remember? <laughs> so you can tell us which mid-price first and then who, right. jinx, who jinx stands out. Um, for me, probably Ian Harks, as I mentioned, because he is the fourth top scoring midfielder in the game. He's only 3.5 million. Um, he's quickly becoming the sort of dominant Dundee United attacker, so I do quite like him. Um also, we've got. I, I did mention Reagan Charles Cook. If you're looking for a for a punt, but it is very much a punt. Gary Mackay Stevens. Now we mentioned Hearts have quite a nice run of fixtures after Rangers. He's someone I'm looking at though. I don't think he started the last game. I don't think it was clear why he didn't start. Um, and then we also have Beningme, who we've mentioned. He doesn't seem to get attacking returns. It's these sort of subcategories that he seems to perform quite well in. And a 3.5, I mean, he got six points, two points, eight points, eight points. I mean, even if he's averaging out five, six points, he's not doing too badly. Because when it comes to the, the mid-price kind of midfielders, there's not a lot going on. If you kind of look at the top scoring midfielders, they all tend to be fairly expensive. You're looking at, 5.5 plus, really. Uh, the, only other, uh, the only other one I like is McGuinness. Obviously, he um, had some early season form. He's, he's been a little bit less noticeable recently. Yeah, he's carrying it um, off as well. He's like, I think he's injured the last game and he's still flagged for the next game week. Yeah, but uh, you could maybe look at him perhaps after Dundee United, <clears throat> see how he's see how he's looking. See if he's looking a bit fitter again, and then perhaps going for him. That's probably about it, really. And no, there's not many, is there? As you no. mentioned before, it's mostly heavy hitters midfield. I, I would be, when you mentioned like, a couple of pods back, midfield's where the money is. should be in midfield the money, and then you can try to build your squad around about it. So, all yeah. the heavy hitters, I think you should be all having. Most people are going to have Boyle. Most people will probably have Furuhashi. Maybe another Celtic midfielder. Maybe Rangers midfielder. Mm-hmm. And they're not cheap, so... Because if you look at McGuinness, he's 10th. So if you look at the top 10, he's got 32 points. Then you look up at number one, which is Boyle. He's sitting on 57 points. That's almost double points. Mm-hmm. And that's only looking at the top 10. Like There's, there's so many midfielders in the game. Um, it really is this, the Selig mids that are dominating it. In the top five, three of them are Selig midfielders. So you're probably going to have Boyle and two Selig mids. And then after that, you maybe just rotating, taking punts week to week, maybe try yeah, to use the yeah. bench trick, because one of your one of your midfielders will probably be a non-playing midfielder um, to try and use that bench trick. So that's probably what, what you're looking at, maybe looking at who's got a nice run of fixtures and rotating out the, the cheapo midfielder. But I do like Harks. I mean, fourth, Dundee United aren't, fourth top midfielder, Dundee United aren't particularly an attacking team, but he seems to be standing out there. So I quite like the look at him. 
Yep, I agree with you. Right, anything else Scottish-wise to move on to FPL? No, I think that, that covers it. Right, okay. I'll quickly get my app up. So, how did you go on this week in FPL, Tom? What is your score and rank? So, my current rank is 419,144. So, in the top half million, points-wise, I got... I had sat in goals for two points. Marcel got me three points. Duffy got me six. And Liveramento got me four. In midfield, I had Salah for 13 points. Rafinha for three. Mason Mount got me one. Andros Townsend got me 10. And Brownhill got me two points. Up front, I had Lukaku captain, got me four points, and Ronaldo got me one. Uh, and That sounds like a fairly cheap defence, but obviously Trent is out injured, so he was benched, and I brought in Alonso this week, and he didn't start, so not good for my defence. <laughs> right, my current rank is 364k, so just a wee bit above you. I went to wildcard this week, but really the wildcard was more about the fixture swing this week onwards oh, for a week early because I had so many injuries and flags. So if it's Sang goals for two points, Cancelo return nothing, Veltman five, Rudiger two, Salah thirteen, Rafinha three, Grealish two, Smith all three, Tony two, Lukaku four, and Antonio two. On the bench, Foster, back back up goalkeeper, Christensen didn't play, Gray, Featherman, other mental four. So I missed out in four points other mental, you, you could say. But more importantly, I'm more happy with the team going forward. That's now me set up for, like, I mean, where's my next game weeks? I mean, I've got Man City, they've got Burnley at home. I've got two, three Chelsea, Brentford, Salah, Watford, Antonio's, and, and then Veltman against Norwich. So I'm quite happy going forward with that. Roll transfer and see what happens. But anyway, before that, I need to go to the league. I'm, for, I'm missing out here. I'm forgetting what I'm doing. It's been that time I've done a podcast. <laughs> right. The Half Hour Fantasy Podcast League, number one is Yuchi Gang, Murray McDermott, 52 points, takes him over a 500-point mark. Second is UEFA Lona, Mike, Mike Mayer. And third is Hello You Kent, Tom Forrest. And the highest point scorer of the week, scroll and find it, I believe is... Stay there. Two minutes, sorry. Is made up United of Laura, Laura Lovin, who also is of uh, Fantasy Football Scotland community fame. 62 points she had. Uh, let me think. Sanchez, six points. Marcel, three. Elemental, four. Duffy, six. Salah, Rafinha, Benrama, Jota. Captain Jimenez, 20 points. That was our big point return. Ronaldo and Antonio. So, Tom, FPL chat, what have you got? Um... When I'm playing FPL, I tend to kind of look at the the fixture runs, and if we look at the next five game weeks on the FF Scout ticker, Southampton are sitting top with a run of Leeds at home, Burnley at home, Watford away, Aston Villa at home, and Norwich away, which is probably doesn't get much better than that. So how do we look at the the Saints players? And the top scorer amongst Southampton is James Ward-Prowse. However, he is suspended after that red card. Um, he is a top scorer with 24 points. And then joint second after that with 21 points is Adam Armstrong and Liveramento. Now, Liveramento comes in at a, a nice cheap price. He's only 4.1 million, I think, 
Was he up to four point four point two now? Four point two now. Um, so, so he's a nice cheapy option, and then we have on another striker cheapy option. Um, Adam Armstrong, he comes in at six million. So <clears throat> could be some cheap options there. I already own Liveramento just to kind of pad out the defence and free up some funds. So I like to look at him. Uh, also high up on the season ticker is Chelsea. They sit second with Brentford away, which is maybe proven to be a more difficult fixture than first anticipated. And they've shown some decent form, Brentford. Then they've got Norwich at home, Newcastle away. Uh, obviously, Newcastle, the, the money's not coming in just yet. Um, Burnley at home and Leicester away. Chelsea's a tricky one. They seem to uh, they seem to be the new city when it comes to rotation and trying to second guess Tuchel into seeing what his lineup's going to be. I feel like probably only Lukaku's the only kind of nailed safe option. Um, every other position has has some competition there. I brought in Alonso last week and I was uh, I was stung. So I'm still hunting from that. So I don't really want, <laughs> I don't really want to be too decisive and advise on Chelsea assets because. I clearly got it wrong. Um, Mason Mount as well. I brought him in last week and uh, he just came on as a, a substitute. So I know I know he has been injured recently, so maybe they're just trying to introduce him back slowly um, because he obviously had that international break for a bit of a longer recovery there. So hopefully he's fighting fit and firing all cylinders. And I think we've mentioned it pretty much every week. The City defence, I really like Cancelo. He's, he's only 6.2 million. If you compare that to so a, a midfielder in that same price bracket, he's probably going to return a lot more. Um, I think he's fairly nailed. He does have attacking prospects. If you look at City's defensive record as well, they've only conceded eight shots on target in the first seven league games, and that's by far the best. Second best is actually Brighton with 18. And... If you don't fancy Cancelo, if you're a bit worried about him, Diaz is fairly nailed as well, though he is like less likely to get attack and returns, and he's only actually 0.1 million cheaper, so you're not even saving any money. Um, but I, I, I really do like Cancelo. He's had two 12-point retur- uh, returns so far this season, and he's had three clean sheets in addition to that as well. Um, City have had... Five clean sheets in the last in the first seven games, so very very solid. And Cancelo is only eighteen point two percent owned. I was comparing that to Trent. Trent's actually only twenty two percent owned, so really only maybe like a fifth to a quarter of the game on him. So I would be less worried if you were considering getting rid of Trent because perhaps a Trent Hall isn't going to hurt you as much as what you think. And then after that, um, Duffy I think is a nice option there as well. He's I think he's about 4.2, 4.3 million. 4.3. And we know Brighton have been quite successful, though they do have a bit of a mixed bag coming up. Norwich away, you'd fancy them to keep a clean sheet there. But then up against City and Liverpool, you're probably looking to bench him. Um, And then Newcastle, Aston Villa after that. Again, not too bad a fixture there either. Uh, I talked about Gunnar last week. Arsenal have a nice fixture run. I do like the two cheap, cheap options in the form of Saka and of also Smith Rowe as well. I probably wouldn't be stretching um, past that sort of five, five million, five point five million mark up to like the likes of Pepe, or uh, even higher than 
that up to um, Aubameyang because they're, they're yet to sort of justify their price tags in, in my eyes. Um, but as a nice sort of cheap enabler in your midfield, I think they're a couple of nice options. And that's probably about it for me. Anything to add Pierre? Well, uh, you talked for good to me, mate. You made my wild card sound good there, Tom. I've got Cancelo. I brought him in for the fixtures. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I have got rid of Trent now because he's injured. The money's in the bank if I want him back in. Easy peasy. I have Christensen and Rudiger, the two of them. Also, rotation risk mm-hmm. with my defence. Obviously, all their mentors are the backup defender and Veltman if the formation changes. So, uh, I'm not too fussed really that way. Well, I think it's Veltman. It's 4.4, and he plays more of the winger, doesn't he? More of his kind of full-backish role. Yeah. Duffy, so if, I, if I'd been clever and done it quicker, I thought Duffy was going to be nailed to the got him earlier on in the season, but now it's only a one-point million difference. I'm just going to stick with Elman, I think, and let, until he lost his place. Uh, I can't believe we're talking about Duffy. <laughs> I know, after that. But it shows you about a bad manager was last year, to this year. With yeah. Coaching, that just kind of confirms the point we all knew last year anyway. Uh, Smith Rowe I've got as well he was my option in 5.4 I think I got my 5.3 actually he's Rose since then uh, midfield I went for Grealish as well and I'm quite happy with my team looks so we've got a captains and transfers week coming up Tom have you got a transfer in mind I'm obviously just on a wild card so I'm happy with the team I'm going to let it roll next week what about yourself I'm, I'm really I'm really really unsure this week um I don't know what the news is on Rafinha because he seems to be coming off early. He's he's getting um, covered in ice every time he comes off. Um, but Southampton away isn't a bad fixture for him. I don't have a particularly strong bench. And I, was, I, I kind of thought myself Alonso was fairly nailed, but obviously that's not the case in Mount as well. So I don't have a wealth of options. I've got Archer on the bench, who's a non-playing striker. Brownhill, who's guaranteed two points every week and an injured Trent. So I may have to get rid of Trent in the just in perhaps maybe just in the short term just but to kind of cover you, myself. You mentioned Kinsella, he's a plum fixture at home at Burnley. It could be a sideways move for a couple of yeah. weeks to move back. So, so 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 that's really what I'm thinking, yeah. But then you've got to be disciplined not to spend that Trent money and, <laughs> and have been able to bring him back. And that's that's going to be a problem as well. But I'm thinking about the, the ownership of Trent and I'm maybe not going to get hurt so badly, especially uh, if Cancelo, yeah. Cancelo hauls. It might be a, a, a short-term move worth doing. So that's what I'm considering for this weekend. Um, and then at least I might have a decent first bench option should one or two of those guys not play. So that's what I'm considering just now, but it all relies on the pressers and the team news. Well, Rafinha's not fighting in the game anymore, so if that's a plus for you... No, I noticed, yeah. Hey, sorry, captaincy? Um, captaincy-wise, I'm looking at um, Salah at yeah. Watford away. He's been on great form. We've strayed away from him. Well, I, I, I captained him when he got his against Palace. Um, I think, or was it Brentford? I captained him in anyway, um, when a lot of people were on Ronaldo. And I captained Lukaku last week and got got burned for that because Sal ended up getting 13 points against a solid Man City so if he can do it against City I think he can do it against Watford so I think it's Salah for me Yeah, there's a lot of talk of community people just leaving the captain in for the rest of the season which I think is quite a bold manoeuvre to do as well Yeah I think that's a bold statement He won't, he won't haul every week 
No, watch no. this space. <laughs> right, so I'm the same. Captain Salah, I was looking at my team. There's nobody really in there. Cancelo, maybe. Grealish, maybe. But I think Salah, Watford away. They've just changed their manager. So I'm, I'm quite happy to go with Salah and trust him. This one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it has to be, really. Any else to add, Tom? Are we ready to wrap up? No, I think that's us for this week. Okie dokie, then. So you can get your plugs in. Okay, I am at FFS underscore skill on Twitter. Um, obviously doing the pod. Try and get an article out at some point. Uh, but most most of my thoughts can be listened to on this fine podcast. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm probably not doing any more rate my teams. That's kind of a, a, an early <laughs> season thing. <laughs> I know you like that one, Pia. I do. I um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, any questions, just... Hit me up on Twitter. Right, and I am at Fantasy Half. That's the podcast page. So, again, if you like your podcast, give us a review of how you get your podcast. It's much like obliged. It helps us. Gunners at FPL underscore Gunner or Gunner underscore FPL. I don't know what it is. He should be back, I think, next week. He's in the holiday this week. He's in sunny Barcelona, yep. I believe. So, he'll be back next week refreshed, good to go. Uh, we'll be back as normal, I think, next Tuesday or Wednesday, and we'll discuss the game week. So, again, thanks for listening and say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye. It's goodbye for me. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.